Hi there. Welcome to the pastor's table. This has been such a great season and, and soon it's going to be Christmas time. In this particular episode, we're talking about the kinds of things that can protect you. The gift of discerning of spirits and discernment. How you can walk through with all of the prophetic words and things like that and get really back focused on Jesus. Hearing and knowing his peace inside and letting that guide you and be a real true strength in your life. I believe these episodes are really going to be a blessing for you. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed sharing the word with you. God bless you all. Well, welcome back. Praise the Lord. We're going to take another look at Isaiah chapter 9 because as we are going forward to the most wonderful time of the year, Christmas time, often the subject of prophecies come up because they were prophecies that told us about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And there are so many things in this world that tell us he's coming. And I read for you in a previous episode from Isaiah 9, 6 about uh, the child that was going to be born. A son is given. And I think those two things could be gone into a little more, more depth. But today we want to talk specifically about prophecy. How can we know this is true? Look at what it says in verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace. There shall be no end Mm. upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Mm. We can trust through God's word that he has a promise to have his word come and be that impact, be the things he's promised, have it come alive in our life. And I love that word zeal. Uh, it's it's an old-fashioned King James word, I realize that, but that doesn't make zeal any less fireful. And that's, uh, I think a lot of people say, oh, fire of God and those kinds of things. That's, that's zeal. But this part, with judgment, there is a place where when the Spirit of God is working within us, we are able to see light from dark, good from evil, but still many people have trouble Uh, hearing it when it's present and they're shocked. Oh my goodness, did you know they didn't have a good motive? Mm. And it's shocking to us that someone didn't have a right motive. Mm. And we as believers can sometimes feel very upset because we missed it or we got scammed Mm -hmm. and fell for something where we should have been more wise. But as we learn to listen to his voice, he will guide us into the links and help us see what is wrong, what is right, what is good, what is evil, what is light, what is darkness. Because sometimes they can kind of look a little mysterious and they shouldn't be. Mm. But God will help us in that area, right, guys? Mm -hmm. That's a word that we sometimes use called discernment. Now, discernment is what happens as we grow in understanding of who God is and the word of God becomes alive and we're able to use that. But there's also a place where the gift of discerning his spirits is in operation. They're different. Mm-hmm. But there are places we can learn to hear his voice more clear, be quick to obey it, and uh, operate it from the place of peace that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Amen? Absolutely. You know, and although discernment is meant to grow in our lives, even the like born yesterday new believer, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean by that born again, mm-hmm. even as new as yesterday, actually has discernment within yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a story it's a, that was told by Kenneth Hagin uh, in regards to this that I thought was really interesting. He was telling a story about how there was um, a pastor, uh, I think it was a Bible teacher, was teaching some classes, and um, there was a traveling minister that came into town, 
and was holding meetings and was traveling, minister was. And so there was an interest and in the, uh, the Bible school that this teacher was teaching in. Um, some of the students were like, well, let's go over and check it out and so on and so forth. And, and so they did. And so the teacher himself didn't go right away. And, and then after a few, uh, I mean, was, the traveling minister was there for a while. It wasn't just like a weekend. It was for, you know, a few weeks. So then after, you know, some days had gone by, he said, well, maybe I should go check this out myself. And so then he goes and uh, he's sitting in some of the services. And so a couple services go by and then he begins to realize that there's something that this traveling minister is beginning to teach that was wrong. It was off. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, he tells the story about how he, when he st- by the time he realized this, much time had passed and a number of his own students had already adopted this wrong teaching, this wrong way of thinking. And so um, so he tells me, he said, I just, it took me too long to realize that there was something not right. Mm. He goes, I had that sense, but I didn't know, I didn't know what. And so it took him a while to figure that out. And by then there was a lot of things that you had to try to help some people through and show, well, no, actually that's not right because of, mm-hmm. and they had a lot of correction to bring it. And so it was a messy situation. Mm-hmm. The same meeting, the same minister, there was a lady that um, had been born again, and she went with some friends to see the same minister, Mm -hmm. the same traveling minister, and she sat in one of his meetings, and she had just been born again. She didn't know hardly anything as in in the way that we think of knowing something. Mm -hmm. And right away she was like, no, there's something not right here, Mm -hmm. and left, Mm -hmm. and left the meeting, and that was it. Mm -hmm. She didn't understand from a doctrinal standpoint what was wrong. But in her heart, she knew that something was not right. Mm-hmm. And she knew it right away. So even as believers, uh, from the day that we're born again, we have the ability to discern right from wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too often we go with our head and what we think instead of really listening to the Spirit of God who lives within us. There's a scripture in 1 John that comes to mind. And this is very helpful for all of us. 1 John and... Let's look in chapter 2 here. Chapter 2. I'd like verse 20. I mean, there's lots of good verses here. I'm just trying to say Verse 20, 20 and then 27. So in 20 it says this, but you have been, this is amplified translation, you have been anointed by, and it says, you hold a sacred appointment from, you have been given an unction from the Holy One. Mm. And you know, or this says, and you all know, the truth, or all, you know, all things. Mm -hmm. So he says that there, and then in verse 27, but as for you, the anointing, or the unction, the sacred appointment, which you have received from him, him being Jesus, abides in you. So it lives in you. Mm -hmm. So then you have no need that anyone should instruct you, but just as his anointed, his anointing teaches you concerning everything, and is true, and is no falsehood, so you must abide in him just as he has taught you to do. So he has a place within us as newborn baby Christians, an anointing, an unction that teaches us what is true and what is not. And as believers, uh, we can learn to grow and develop in that and become more skillful in that. And so that's a, it's a great and exciting promise. Now it says, you know, you don't need anyone to teach you. He's, not, he's basically saying that um, he's, there's a contrast there in the Old Testament. They didn't have that inward witness we call it that sometimes yeah. as well right they didn't have that inward witness because they weren't alive unto god in their spirit but we have it 
because we've been born again. So when he's talking about don't need anyone to teach you, um, you already what he's saying is you already know in your heart what is right and what is mm-hmm. wrong because of the Spirit of God teaching you. Mm-hmm. So you're able to discern. You, you don't have to just go by what everyone else says. Mm-hmm. You're able to discern if what they're saying is true. Even if whether you understand it or not, mm-hmm. you'll know in your spirit, you'll know in your heart, this is true or no, there's something about that that's not correct. But it's a great comfort to all of us in knowing that the Lord can lead us and direct us, even if we don't understand some of the things that we come across. I think what's really important in your uh, the story you were telling is that the woman got up and left. And you kind of mentioned something like similar where that no or yes comes up that you obey that. Mm-hmm. And, and you've even spoken recently mm-hmm. about how we uh, learn to hear that. And in all kinds of situations, you mm-hmm. were referring to something that happened in your work mm-hmm. where it was just like, this doesn't add up. Yeah. And and how God helped you. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was, you can listen to it in one of our sermons, maybe they could tag it later and and uh, talk to about that. But, but when you have that witness, something yeah. isn't right. That, that's right. You know, and so what do you do about it? Mm-hmm. You act on it. You act on it. <laughs> you, you took spend, action. You, you, you took action. You spent time with the Lord to hear Him. When when you just you got that unction and there's something not quite right here, you know, okay, Lord, what is it? What mm-hmm. what's not right here? You know, what do I need to do? And and depending on what needs to happen, you either just say get out, or you need to do this, or you just you you know need to whatever avoid this person or you need to look at this part of your excel spreadsheet (laughs) exactly (laughs) something doesn't add up literally (laughs) something doesn't add up absolutely and uh you know it it um in this example that pastor gwen's mentioning it it saved me a whole lot of time it was a discrepancy in the hourly pay rate for our our san diego based union members down in california and and uh, he showed me it just before, like in about two or three weeks, we're about to ramp up at this one job. So we're about to go from, well, right now we only have actually three employees from the San Diego office and we're going to be hiring exclusively from there going forward. So we're going to be up to probably by the middle of September up to 20 or 30. And if the same problem was happening with 20 or 30 employees, it was going to be a really big issue to have to deal with. But it was only three people that I had to deal with. And God helped you. Yeah, yeah so. that's a really good. And even in that, as an analogy and a lesson for us, mm-hmm. um, it was a small problem at first. Yeah, it could have become a very oh, big one. Oh, yeah, right. And oh. quite often we get that unction on the inside about go this way or don't go that way. Yeah. And if we ignore it, it can become a very big problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? The, yeah. the consequences yeah. of having to course correct yeah. later on down the road could be way uh, more difficult. Mm-hmm. than if we course correct at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I often use the analogy for course correction. So if you're a ship on the sea and you've got you've plotted your course and you're going along on that course, well, there's always winds and there's currents. Even for a powerboat, there's winds and there's currents that will take you off of that course. But if you're constantly checking on... Um, on your course and making sure that you're actually at the long, long longitude and latitude that you're supposed to be at. At the beginning of it, you know, I'll, I'll point this way so I'm right at the camera. At the beginning of it, that course correction is very, very uh, slight. But if you don't course correct, the further you go away, the bigger your course correction has to get. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so that's why, you know, you know, just 
you want to have that relationship with God. You want to be going back to Him. You know, you're getting that peace from Him. That okay, yeah, I'm on the right course here. Make a little course correction here, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And and uh, He's there. He's there to help you. He's He's at the ready to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if if Mary, who was about to be pregnant, and and just went well. I don't know if this is true, but she said, you know, be it unto you according mm. to your word, let it be. And so she did. But imagine then uh, Joseph coming along mm-hmm. and saying, well, no, mind you, the Lord was gracious to him and mm-hmm. <laughs> and and showed him in a vision. And, but he listened. Yeah. They listened. Yeah. Uh, we're so grateful for those who will listen and obey mm-hmm. those little places. But learning to hear them, right? Mm-hmm. It's, how many times we've all been there, hey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes, like, if you, if you just, if you are waffling or you just don't know what to do, God will show you what to do. You, mm-hmm. you, you ask him and he will show you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been times in my life that I really wish I had done something different. Mm-hmm. There's places and times in my life where, and, you know, I wish I had done differently. And that's okay. We yeah. can we can do better next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just about listening to him and just just going and moving forward. If he's showing you like or he's he's showing you the way to go, he will help you go the way to go. Mm-hmm. And if he'll give you the check, like, you know, when we say, you know, like, mm, that's not quite right. Check your, you know, like kind of like check yourself, you know, and he'll give you what to do and he'll give you the answer. And sometimes you you can feel like. You're, you'll draw from your experience and think that your way out or you have to escape, escape something. Mm-hmm. You're, you can feel like, you know, if I say something to someone, this is going to happen. Or if I do this, this other thing is going to happen. Maybe it won't happen mm-hmm. when you do something. Mm-hmm. Like I've had to, you know, God, God's prompted me to talk to people. You're like, oh, you know, but then it went well. Mm-hmm. Yes, because it will go well. Mm-hmm. And then if you know, and if nothing goes wrong, nothing happens. Great, mm-hmm. nothing happened. Mm-hmm. That's you know? right. Like it's That's just right. like you know, we, we talk about you know, God tells you to turn a different direction, and you go home, and you went a different way, and you didn't get into an accident. Hooray! You didn't get into an accident. Amen. And he, you know, God, like you can use those times. Mm-hmm. Like listen to him when when you're driving around mm-hmm. these. These small areas for practice are really great for the big decisions and mm-hmm. the big things that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Like if you can hear them in the small things, you can hear them in the big things. And when you hear them and you obey, it creates this um, this um, bank of trust. Yes. And that you can draw upon for the next time. He met me here. He'll meet me here. Yeah. He'll meet me again in this Amen. area as well. Yeah, that's good. And he always does. Mm-hmm. Usually, um, I, well, I'll speak from my own experience. When you're, when you are basing your decisions on your experience, they're usually based in fear, because of things that have happened, and you're you're re- you're reacting to. I don't want to experience that fear anymore. And uh, just to come back to the scripture that Pastor Jason is talking about in First John. Uh, 2.27, where it says, then you have no need, um, 
that anyone should instruct you. That's that's about learning about he head, head knowledge. Mm -hmm. and, and that's different than having that unction or that, that knowing on the inside of you in your spirit man that's alive now. And no fear can come from there. Mm -hmm. No fear can come from there. When you're getting that unction from the Holy Spirit to go a different way to work or something like that, or whatever the case may be, that's the Holy Spirit protecting you, guiding you, and leading you. And it, it doesn't have to be based on experience and, and that, that fear, but it can be based on the love of God and that peace that he brings you. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think underneath it, there's also a place where we're nervous about the word judgment. Mm -hmm. So fear... Uh, that if I speak in a way that judges a situation, because that's really mm -hmm. discerning is you're judging this. Mm -hmm. Is this right or wrong? Mm -hmm. And and so as soon as we use the word judgment, which is what it did in Isaiah, that, that the Lord comes and there's judgment. Without the law, we wouldn't know right from wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the law tells us, oh, don't kill your brother you know, or your sister either, or your parents or any of those people there. There's, <laughs> uh, and, and so, but there's this nervousness around the word judgment mm -hmm. that, oh, you're a Christian, you shouldn't judge. And so then we're actually kind of pushing away the voice that's there to protect us mm -hmm. yeah. without realizing, oh, we don't want to judge. And, and so sometimes like I, I have often used this reference with a little child that, that doesn't want to hug so-and-so and, and the parents are saying, no, go give so-and-so an auntie or uncle, go give them a kiss. And the baby doesn't want to, like, oh, oh, oh. And, and then they thought, no, 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 just gift them, just gift them. And, and they don't like them and you don't know why. And you're trying, oh, be nice and da 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 da, da. We don't want to judge. And you know, they might be smelly or all kinds of things. But, but and then they get pushed. Yeah. And then they, they, they get in a habit of compromise. Mm-hmm. Uh, to push down the place inside that's actually there to protect them. We don't know why. Don't let's not push our children, but let's not push us as adults either. Yeah. Be trusting that voice. Yeah. Put it in the trust bank, mm -hmm. and and know that God's not there to say good, bad, or otherwise. But this is a part of the protection of God. Mm -hmm. That He said He wanted to protect us. Discerning or judging a situation is really about protecting us. Mm -hmm. So let's not be afraid of that voice. Mm -hmm. It's there to help us. Yeah. Uh, in your situation, it, it avoided further problems down the road. Amen. But it also can be a, a discerning something good. This is good. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then we're still not able to judge because we're afraid to judge. Somebody might say something. Oh, they might accuse us of being judgmental. Well, I am judgmental. I'm judging things all the time. I don't like tea. I like this kind of coffee. I, I mean, that's simple judgment. Mm -hmm. But it's it really is that simple in so many ways. We're good at complicating things. Mm -hmm. I mean, my, my. You know, <laughs> one time uh, a number of years ago, I asked you, Pastor Gwen, and I was reading the scripture in Proverbs that talks about, you know, that we're supposed to guard our hearts. And so I was reading that and I was thinking, well, it, it says that I'm supposed to guard my heart, but I know that I'm not supposed to do anything in my own power. And like, so how am I supposed to do that? And you had a very, very simple but profound answer. And you said, listen to the Holy Spirit. And that's really what we're talking about here, is you listen to the Holy Spirit. Take the time to listen to the Holy Spirit, and He will guard your heart. He will guide your way. He will keep you out of danger. He'll, he'll, you'll come to that fork in the road, and the proverb says that, um, that if you, if you see evil down the road and you continue down that road, you're a fool. But, you know, the Lord is helping you make, see that evil and go the different way, you know? And it's, uh, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. It's good. 
You know, we often talk about that Christians are supposed to be salt, and when we operate in the gift of discerning of spirits or in discernment, we're being salt. Mm -hmm. So if we accept God's adjustment in the thing, where he said that's light, then we can be that salt. Mm -hmm. We'll be that light. You'll, I'm sure you're starting to think about those verses where they connect them, mm -hmm. that where there's salt, we're light, and we are supposed to be salt. No one ever looked at a piece of meat and said, well, uh, you know, uh, uh, it affected the salt. Wow, that salt's very meaty. No, you say that meat is very salty. So it's not the backwards way. We don't look for the circumstances mm -hmm. to define whether we're salt or not. The voice within us, the light of God in us revealed is salt to the earth. Mm -hmm. We affect it. We, mm -hmm. we bring flavor. We bring, you know mm -hmm. what? I like my meat a little salty. <laughs> meat without salt's nasty. And so, so we remember that no one will ever go from this place and say, wow, that, that salt's very meaty today. <laughs> no, they're not like that at all. No, we say salt's for the meat and, and we are to be salt. We're to be light. And to bring that peace is to bring the favor of God and his blessings to people. Amen. Amen. Amen.